Live commentary of the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games with Just Dig It. For all your work underground, call 027 Just Dig Gold Sport. On the CSB, it's time to talk the Com Games. For probably the final time, New Zealand's had its biggest ever overseas medal haul at a Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Team won 49 medals made up of 20 golds. That's a record. 12 silver, 17 bronze. Not bad for a country of around 5 million people. Joining us on the show this morning, our lady on the ground, Kate Wells. Morning, Kate. Good morning. Wow. It's nearly all over watching and listening from afar. It looked like a well-supported Games. What was it like uh, on the ground in Birmingham for you? Oh, look. It exceeded all of my expectations. Just to see the number of fans flocking to each venue. You know, the triathlon was the first event on day one, and that was packed out. And then to the end, you know, the squash today, there was heaps of fans there. And just the amount of, you know, different people. People would obviously travel to come and watch the Games. And just how loud it was at the netball, it was honestly deafening. Like when New Zealand played England in that bronze medal match, I had to wear my headphones for most of the game. Just, you know, so I could hear myself, you know, hear myself think and and just kind of keep it together because it was just boring. So it was unbelievable to see how many people got behind it. You were right in the thick of it at the netball. Ball, you were you almost courtside. What was it like post the the thumping that we'd received after the semi loss against Jamaica? Look, I personally was very anxious during the entire game, but it was so great to see the Silver Ferns really stay composed, and they had a good start, and that was the key because in their first pull loss to England and in that semi final thrashing at the hands of Jamaica, they started poorly, and the teams just got a big run on them. So, you know, having a settled starting seven for the first time and just lobbing the ball into Grace Mwiki, who did an absolutely incredible job. She had two world-class defenders on her, one being she the mentor. And she just really, you know, was, was composed and played beyond her years. And I think that was the difference for us, is that we converted most of our ball. The Silver Ferns only, you know, had six turnovers by the end of the game, which is massive. So only six errors. And I think that comes down to Dame Nolene Todua and, and what she wanted to put out on court, and they executed. And the Silver Ferns beating England on their home court as well. That would have been quite a highlight. Oh, it was absolutely satisfying <laughs> as a Kiwi because, like I said, the, the noise was deafening. Every single goal, every intercept, every mistake, England was just going absolutely nuts. So to hear that final whistle blow and you know, hearing the disappointed England fans, I mean, I, I was quite satisfied with it and I'm sure the players were too because they had everything against them. Yeah, absolutely. Did it feel like a a world-class event to you or has the sparkle gone from the Com Games, do you think? No, there's plenty of sparkle, I can assure you of that. I think what made me realise that was, of course, the netball. There was no spare seats in the NEC arena and also the Athletic Stadium, Alexander Stadium. It's an incredible venue and to see you know, how many people turn out and even the athletes have said it themselves that especially the New Zealand ones, that the newer ones like Zoe Hobbs, I've never been a part of an event like this and they just thrived off it and I think it really helped us to accumulate those medals, just being amongst a big crowd that was cheering and it was an amazing atmosphere. Our most successful games we've ever had helped along the way by some amazing individual efforts. Aaron Gate who carried the flag into the closing ceremony with Four goals from the velodrome and a gold on the road. The gold rush at the squash courts. What what do you think clicked for, for Team New Zealand? 
I think it comes down to their culture. It's something that they've been building over, you know, decades. And also a lot of those athletes at the Games, you know, the likes of Aaron Gates have had big disappointment in the past, for example, him at Tokyo. And I think they it makes them work really hard. And that's the good thing about having two pinnacle events in quite succession, uh, quick succession. So, yeah, I think they just thrive off being able to compete and also in front of a crowd. I, don't, I think we've underestimated how powerful that can be. So, you know, lots of training. And if you've had a few bad results and, and you've come to this pinnacle tournament, you want to make your mark. And, and Aaron Gate and, you know, at least Andrew, they are two people that have particularly done that. And Kate, for you personally, is there one individual highlight? Oh, that's a tough one because <laughs> there's been many highlights. I would have to say definitely Aaron Gate. He, the man is a freak, and you know he's he's got this incredible mullet. Yeah. He's just a really nice guy, and he just works so hard. So it's great to see him finally being rewarded for all of his hard work. And he went into the road race, uh, his last gold medal, just you know a, a support rider for for some of his other teammates, and he ended up winning. So it, it's just an incredible result from him, and I'm sure his family and, and New Zealand are, are very proud. It was neat that he had his family there and his little boy. Uh, there were moments there where he had him on the on the bike after he'd finished the races. Was there any one individual maybe surprise for you uh, at the Games? A surprise? Ooh. I think I would actually say the Ferns team. I didn't expect them to get a medal. I know that probably sounds a bit negative, but just with the team that they had and the players that were unavailable and some of them that didn't get selected, actually, I didn't think they would be strong enough to topple Australia, Jamaica and England. And they proved me wrong, and I know they probably proved a lot of people wrong. So, Kate, time to hang up the microphone now and uh, go and enjoy the, uh, the rest of the break. Are you going on holiday? Yes, I'm off to London, Budapest, Paris and Rome. So very excited to have some travels uh, after what's been a very fun but probably quite gruelling uh, couple of weeks. But it's been incredible being over here and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for all the hard work. Of my regards to the rest of the team. Budapest, you'll absolutely love one of my favourite European cities. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, BK. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.